So in today's talk, I want to give you some foundational principles and techniques for using your breath to control basketball performance, which is, of course, a tradition and a practice that's been around for, uh, I guess, thousands of years in martial arts and yoga, meditation, qigong, things of this nature. But in the basketball world, these principles and techniques that we'll be discussing here aren't as widely known. So the breath is an incredibly powerful way to regulate your nervous system, to change the way that you feel. And I've actually noticed that a lot of up and coming players are struggling with things like sort of chronic low level nervousness, anxiety, fear, even being stuck up in their thoughts, things of this nature that believe it or not, could be dramatically helped or even in some cases cured simply by changing the way that you breathe. So I'm going to give you instruction, uh, first of all, on how to actually breathe. We need to change the mechanics of how we're breathing by default. And then I'm going to give you some specific patterns you can put your breath in in different situations to change the way that you feel based on how you want to perform. So I think this is going to be a really powerful one. And I will kick this off just by uh, bringing back something that you probably remember. Uh, one of the coolest examples of a player who used the breath to change their performance is actually LeBron James. You've probably seen video of him on the bench during timeouts or in crunch time working on his breath. And rewinding back to 2011 when the Miami Heat got upset by Dallas in the playoffs and LeBron had that really underwhelming performance. I think he averaged like maybe 17 or 18 points a game or something like that in the finals. And the whole basketball world sort of came down on him and we're thinking, you know, when is this generational talent finally going to start delivering in big moments? Well, we saw one year later LeBron come up big in these big moments and lead Miami to their first championship. And throughout the playoff run, <laughs> there are multiple cases. One of the most famous shots is, I believe, during game six of the Eastern Conference uh, finals or semifinals against the Boston Celtics. Big, big moment pivotal game, LeBron in the heat of the moment is on the bench during the timeout, meditating on his breath and doing one of the practices that we're going to discuss in today's talk. And so I bring this up now just to uh, reinforce the point here that your breath can have a huge impact on your performance. And of course, I'm sure this wasn't the only factor that contributed to LeBron and Miami being successful uh, the next year, but I can't help but thinking this was a big thing. And LeBron has continued to do it for years and years and years after. So without shifting anything, without changing anything, let's do a quick experiment, okay? So again, don't, don't change the way that you're breathing. Just notice right now, how are you breathing in this moment? Okay, as a quick experiment. What most of us find is that when we check in with our breathing, we're barely breathing at all. There's this sort of like shallow, incomplete breath cycle. Maybe we feel a little bit tight. Maybe our posture is contracted, but we're breathing very, very shallow, right? So once again, as an experiment right now, take a deep breath in through your nose and then slow and smooth and relaxed out through your mouth. Let's do this together right now. How do you feel? 
after that like conscious, slow, smooth, deep breath, you probably found that your nervous system and your body and your mind immediately relaxed. So you can see directly through your experience how the breath is linked right into the nervous system and we can change the way that we feel. We can relax ourselves, we can charge ourselves with energy even, which we'll get into later in this talk, simply by changing the way that we're breathing. And one core principle here that uh, I <laughs> I don't want to lose you here. It gets a, a, like very mildly scientific, but this is critical to understand is the release of carbon dioxide through our exhale. Okay. So of course, when we're breathing and we're breathing in oxygen, oxygen and carbon dioxide, when we exhale, we're expelling that carbon dioxide. Now, again, carbon dioxide is uh, in high quantities, of course, a poison. That's why we have carbon dioxide detectors in our home. If the carbon dioxide level gets too high, we need to exit the house because we can die. Well, if we're not exhaling fully, it's not that we're going to die, but there's this low, low, low grade sort of biochemical poisoning <laughs> that's happening that science has actually shown shifts our body into a stress response. It kind of goes into this mild fight or flight. And in some cases, it's not mild. This can like ascend into a full-blown panic attack for some people. If you're in a panic attack, if you've ever experienced this, you'll notice it's very, very hard to breathe. Our system has gone into shutdown. Well, this is what happens with that shallow, tight, incomplete breathing cycle that we notice when we're not exhaling fully and breathing deeply and smoothly in a relaxed way. There's carbon dioxide buildup in our system, sort of like if you imagine a can of soda, which is obviously carbonated using carbon dioxide, and we shake it up, there's a pressure that builds that can only be released when we crack that thing open and the carbon dioxide is let off into the air. So the same thing goes when we're exhaling, it's sort of like cracking that can of soda open and releasing the pressure. Full, deep relaxed breathing using the mechanics that we're about to speak about is critical to keeping your nervous system in a relaxed uh not uptight not contracted not anxious not nervous but smooth and relaxed state okay as you hopefully have experienced uh just doing that quick breathing exercise that we did so first thing we need to discuss is how to breathe in the same way that if we were never taught proper shooting mechanics and we went onto the court and we were just like heaving the ball with two hands or like underhanded or something like that, we need to relearn the mechanics of this. And most of us were actually never taught. So the first basic principle here is what I call the rule of thirds. I learned this from an old, old teacher of mine long time ago named Paul Cech. And the rule of thirds basically states that the first two thirds of the breath should come into the belly the final third of the breath should come into the chest and then we reverse direction. So as we exhale, the first third exhale or releases through the chest and the final two thirds release through the belly. So it's sort of like a wave and you want to make this smooth, by the way, not mechanical where you're like not um, filling your chest at all. You're just like two thirds into the belly and then switch up to the chest. And it's not like that at all. It should be smooth. So if you can imagine a water balloon, that you're filling up. It fills up from the bottom and naturally in a circular sort of smooth motion fills up to the top. And then if we pour it out, same thing. Same goes for your breath. So as you're breathing, you wanna fill from the bottom of your midsection, the lower belly, 
smoothly begin to uh, expand upwards until finally you've filled the chest and then release out the same way that you came. Okay, I hope that's clear. So rule of thirds, first two thirds into the belly, last third into the chest, and then releasing out through the chest for the first third, releasing out for the last two thirds through the belly. Now, I will also note that when you get really good at this and like meditation, Qigong teachers, yoga teachers will, will speak about this. When you're breathing, when I say the belly, what I'm actually referring to is the entire lower part of the midsection. We want to be expanding and I'll say this is in an ideal case. This is hard to do initially because we store a lot of tension in our midsection, but we want to eventually work up to being able to expand in 360 degrees so that our as our lower belly expands, actually our lower back, our kidneys also expand. We expand outwards in all directions, our sides as well. And the same thing goes into our chest. We want our upper back to expand backwards so it's soft and smooth in all directions. This is an ideal breath. And again, it's hard to do in the beginning. You may even notice that it's hard to like breathe into your lower belly. And if you check in with your breath, you might find that you're instinctively breathing into your upper chest all the time. There's almost no movement in the lower belly. This is the case for a lot of people that carry some tension. So what's happening in that case? Well, we're only filling the upper part of our lungs, so we're not actually expelling all of that carbon dioxide fully, which means buildup of carbon dioxide in our, in our body, our nervous system goes into this low grade or even extreme fight or flight mode. And we develop chronic nervousness, chronic anxiety that causes us to get stuck up in our thoughts all day long. And we're in this low grade stress response all the time. So this is why we need to retrain the breath. Same thing goes for when you have learned some improper or, uh, like just not, uh, ideal shooting mechanics, you have to actually pay attention to it. So throughout the day, notice how you're breathing right now. Take a moment. Notice how you're breathing. See if you can take that uh, rule of thirds approach. Take a breath right now in for the first two thirds, filling a balloon smoothly up into the chest and then letting go. Let's do one of these right now. Okay. Okay, so how did that feel? And I would actually love it if you could leave me a comment just for my own reference to know where you're at. Let me know what you experience through these uh, breathing experiments, so to speak. And how was your breathing initially when we first checked in on it? Was it shallow? Was it full? And as you relearn these breathing mechanics, what are you experiencing? Is there some tension that's hard to like... Um, exp uh, it, it makes it harder to expand fully or are you breathing soft and smooth? Let me know. That brings us into the next principle, which uh, comes from my original Qigong teacher, Bruce Francis, and it, it is what he calls the 70% rule. This basically means don't force anything. If you are holding some tension, do your best, of course, to relax that tension, but some tension can't quite be relaxed. In those cases, only breathe within the space that your body allows. Don't press into the tension on every breath and try to like squeeze your breath open. This actually reinforces 
the tension. It's counterintuitive, I know, but when you're constantly pushing up against the tension in your body, it's reinforcing it. So the 70% rule basically means breathe in whatever uh, volume is comfortable for you using the rule of thirds. So we combine these two, the rule of thirds, breathing in a full cylinder, again, visualizing the balloon filling from the bottom to the top, and only filling as large as the sort of unconscious habitual tension in our body will allow for. When you take this approach, what you find is that simply by changing the way that you're breathing, that tension begins to melt kind of on its own. Actually, we don't have to do anything. We're simply shifting the state of our nervous system into one that's more relaxed. So our body naturally holds less tension and our breath naturally becomes larger. Okay. And I will finally say that as a default throughout the day, it's generally recommended that you breathe in through your nose and out through your nose. We do have some exercises that will use different patterns. Some will be like exhaling out through the mouth like we did initially, but as a default, in through the nose, out through the nose. I won't say that there's any, um, again, default time cadence. You should be breathing in for four seconds, out through four seconds all day long. We don't want to get sort of uh, overly analytic with the breath. We want it to be smooth and natural. So do it in a way that feels good, but remember to check in with yourself throughout the day. Notice how you're breathing. Notice when you have sort of gone back to that habitual pattern of breathing into the upper chest and clavicle by default and come back down into the rule of thirds. Okay. So retrain yourself throughout the day, same way you would retrain your jump shot when you're in the gym, pay attention to it. So we sort of noticed how the breath controls the nervous system or has a direct link into the nervous system, right? When we first took that smooth, deep breath and we hopefully noticed this full body relaxation that happened, you could sort of look at the breath. An analogy I like to use is the breath as like the wind of the mind, so to speak. If you imagine wind over water, when the wind is howling and choppy, the water becomes very choppy, waves crash in, and there's all of this intensity, right? So we can amp up the nervous system by making our breath more intense. These are techniques like Wim Hof or breath of fire, uh, things of this nature that charge the nervous system, but we can also, on the flip side, we can make our breath calm and smooth and relaxed. And just like wind over water, when the wind is settled, the water becomes smooth and calm, okay? So imagining it in this way, one more time, take a deep, smooth breath, again, using the mechanics that we spoke about, the rule of thirds, 70% rule. Let's go in through the nose and then out through the mouth this time, uh, again, in a smooth, relaxed way. And let's try uh, in for four seconds through the nose, out through the mouth for eight seconds. And we're gonna experience this directly, okay? Let's do this now. Okay, so how do you feel now after taking that breath? Again, that should be something like four in, eight out. Well, hopefully what you experienced and what I think most people will experience is this relaxation of our thoughts settling, our nervous system relaxing. We shift into what's called a parasympathetic nervous system state, which is basically a state of relaxation in, in very simple terms. Well, 
Let's try right now taking a deep, strong breath. And I apologize in advance. My, I'm a little bit congested here. It's like Canadian winter, but uh, we're going to do this anyway. So strong, deep breath. Let's actually go in through the mouth now. And we can do this either way, but just for this experiment. In through the mouth and then out through the mouth, not on a time cadence. Let's just take three like deep, strong, full, energized breaths. Okay, try this now. How does that feel? Well, very different. We shifted our nervous system into the opposite of parasympathetic, what's called a sympathetic state, which is energized and full. Uh, in, in some cases, this could be a, a, a stress response even, but we can technically or uh, intentionally, I should say, use this type of breathing to energize our nervous system. So you're getting a direct experience, I hope, of that wind of the mind phenomena where the breath is, again, like the wind of the mind, controls the nervous system. And so moving into the specific techniques that I want to discuss, we just did two of them, okay? So in the first case, if we're feeling anxious and nervous, maybe before a game, before a difficult conversation with somebody, before uh, going up and talking to the pretty girl in class, whatever the case may be, on the bench during timeouts, LeBron style, you can do what is called a double length exhale. And we just did this in the four in through the mouth, or through the nose, sorry, out for eight seconds through the mouth. So when we slow down the breath in this way and we make it soft and smooth and relaxed and one again going into the technique the double length exhale means the exhale is twice as long as the inhale this will shift us further into relaxation when we do this we calm down our nervous system so rather before a game than uh, trying to think your way into some positive frame of mind and making yourself relax through your thoughts, which of course never works. <laughs> Anybody that's tried that knows. Just change your breathing. That's it. You don't have to change your thoughts. Just change your breath and your thoughts will naturally settle. Okay, so the double length exhale, what I typically recommend is as we did four in through the nose, eight out through the mouth, soft, smooth, relaxed. Okay. You can do this for as many reps as you need. Uh, it usually doesn't take a lot. So we just did one breath and you probably experienced a relaxation effect just from that one breath. You can do as many as five to 10, but just as many as is needed. I don't recommend doing like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes of this before a game because that may overly relax you, but as many as you need. Okay. If you're feeling weak, maybe low energy, not quite strong, you need to energize yourself. Well, we just did that uh, full strong charge breath, which I like to call the animal breath. And you wanna be careful with this, okay? Because this is a technique that amplifies whatever you're feeling. So if you're super nervous and uptight and you do this like strong, deep animal breath, well, it's going to make you feel more nervous and uptight in a lot of cases. It's an amplifier. But if you feel weak, again, not like quite in it, and you need to charge yourself up, try taking three animal breaths. You can do this either in through the nose, out through the mouth, or you can do in and out through the mouth. And once again, it just looks like this. <sighs> Okay, 
I can feel my nervous system charging up as a result of doing this. We don't want to hyperventilate for too many breaths. I can already feel myself getting a little bit lightheaded from the overoxygenation. It can, in some cases, just be a single deep, full charged breath, but I always recommend trying this out outside of a high stakes moment during a game. You don't want to do this like right before the game winning free throws or something. Do this in your training. Try this, uh, you know, in practice or test drive it is the point, right? Before you take it onto a, uh, a racetrack in competition, so to speak. So that's the animal breath. And uh, finally, what I want to give you is a training technique that I call the 10 by 10 drill. All this is, is 10 breaths with a 10 second inhale and a 10 second exhale. While you're doing this, I typically like to do this lying down. You can do it with uh, your knees up. I like to even use a belt to wrap around my knees and buckle my knees sort of so that they're in place or a yoga strap does the same thing. But this makes it so that you don't, if you Google yoga strap, you'll see what I mean. This makes it so that you don't have to hold tension in your hips to keep your legs in place. You can just relax fully. Uh, you can also do this just straight-legged lying down flat. Either way will work. Uh, 10 breaths, 10 second inhale, 10 second exhale. Adhering as best you can to the breathing mechanics that we spoke about, the rule of thirds and the 70% rule. In this case, we're actually doing a very controlled slow breath. So you will... Uh, this is one case where the 70% rule doesn't always apply towards the end of the inhale and exhale. You will be pushing into some tension, but this is as a technique, not as a default, okay? You gotta like see the difference between these two things. We're doing it just for 10 breaths, not as a default way of breathing. In this technique or this drill, focus your mind on the breath as intently as you can and try to actually feel like every inch of the breath it comes into the lower belly filling the lower belly for somewhere around six seconds and then filling that upper part of of the midsection the chest and upper clavicle for the final three to four seconds and then reversing direction but again smooth and soft and you want to make it so that the top and bottom of the breath, like the peak of the inhale when it turns into the exhale and the bottom of the exhale when it turns into the inhale, we want to make that as circular as possible so that there's very little, if any, pause at the top or the bottom. It's just a circle, okay? So 10 seconds in, 10 seconds out for 10 breaths. This does a number of things. It makes you hyper aware of your breath, which is very, very useful, but it also... Uh, well, it relaxes your nervous system substantially. So I like to recommend this uh, at the end of workouts. It's a really, really good recovery technique. I like to use it when you're falling asleep in bed at night. It'll help you sleep. You can even do this first thing in the morning in bed as a training drill before you get out of bed. And one of the important points here is that this actually trains your focus. So when you're focused on the feeling of the breath, 10 seconds in, 10 seconds out, Take note of how often your mind jumps off and forgets to focus on the breath and, and like spins off into thought. 
As soon as you find it's like often thought and you notice, just bring it back down onto the breath and use this sort of again, like the bicep curl for your focus muscle. Use this as a way to train your mind to focus back in the moment, in the moment, in the moment. This is traditional law of presence training. Um, this is the basic technique in meditation. Whenever your mind wanders, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back and do this using the 10 by 10 drill. So we kind of get this dual purpose uh, training technique that not only retrains our breath and relaxes our nervous system, but it also trains our ability to hold our mind in the present moment. It's an extremely effective drill that I recommend doing um, honestly as often as you like. You can use this once again at the end of workouts is very useful because it shifts your nervous system out of that stressed state that you're in during a workout into a parasympathetic mode and initiates the recovery process a lot faster. You can also do this after games. Uh, you can do it after practices. Again, when you're falling asleep, when you wake up, things like this. Integrate it into your routine and do it at least once per day. I think you'll see uh, some pretty amazing results if you do this consistently for at least a month. You should feel quite a bit different actually at the end of the month. So I will wrap this up just by, let's, let's do a quick recap first. The breath is a direct link into the nervous system. We called it the wind of the mind, right? The smoother and more relaxed the breath is, the more our mind and nervous system settle, and the deeper and fuller and more charged it is, the more we energize and, and charge up our nervous system. We spoke about how incomplete breathing that shallow breathing cycle where we've almost forgotten to breathe at all <laughs> that a lot of people are stuck in, that actually builds up carbon dioxide in our lungs, in our body, and this puts us into a low-grade stress response. So it's really important if we're struggling with like chronic anxiety and nervousness, it's really important to get full deep breathing. And in some cases, this actually fixes the problem completely. Of course, some people struggle with like... Uh, deeper causes of anxiety and this in that case i don't want to say it's going to cure it but it can be a big help okay so we also spoke about how to breathe using the rule of thirds remember filling the balloon analogy from the bottom to the top in a smooth way the 70 percent rule which means don't force your breath as a default make sure that it's relaxed and only go to about 70 percent of your capacity we talked about paying attention to your breath throughout the day as you're retraining your breathing mechanics. We need to pay attention to it. So check in consistently throughout the day. How am I breathing? Let me go back to the rule of thirds, the 70% rule, breathing smooth and relaxed by default, in and out through the nose. And we also uh, gave you some techniques. So when you're feeling anxious, do the double length exhale. It can be any length frankly, like you can mess around with the time of this and the cadence, but the default that we typically recommend as a starting point is in for four seconds through the nose, out for eight seconds through the mouth. And then we spoke about the animal breath and be careful with this, try it in training before you get into a game and do it. But this is a deep charged breath and you can do one to three breaths of this is typically enough. And then the 10 by 10 drill for training, which we just spoke about. So I'll wrap this up by saying that your breath is a shockingly accurate developmental metric. And what I mean by this is that, and this is a more advanced concept, but your breath is not only a link into your nervous system and to your mind, 
to control it, but it's also a direct reflection of the health and well-being of your nervous system and your mind. So if you're chronically tense and using incomplete, shallow, tight breathing, it's a sign that there are some obstructions and blockages in your nervous system and in your mind that could be addressed simply by changing the way that you breathe. And so the breath is a mirror into our development that will show you as you become better and better at breathing, you will literally feel better and better as a human being throughout the day, which is a beautiful thing. But if you do find that you're like really tense and, and uptight and maybe nervous and anxious in a consistent way, like regularly, then pay attention to your breath track it notice is it getting softer and fuller and smoother over time meaning over weeks and months and even years and track the way that it feels to track your development or rather as a developmental metric so my final question i guess to you and i would really love some feedback on this is what did you experience as we went through uh, these breathing exercises and spoke about the mechanics and, and did that initial experiment. Where was your breath initially? How does your breath feel now that we've discussed how to breathe accurately? And uh, what do you, um, well, rather, I'll, I'll make this a little bit more organized for you. My first question is, what did you experience initially in that first experiment? And second, when we did some of those techniques what was your experience there i would love to hear that and uh, it's good for me as a teacher to get your reflection and, and feedback so that i can make sure that we're on track with these teachings okay so once again breath is super powerful super important as hopefully you experienced in this talk if you need any help with it let us know and i will see you in the next one take care Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass where you'll learn all of the basic fundamental principles that, in my opinion, every serious basketball player should know about the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives. And again, it's completely free of charge today. So head over to deepgame.com, join us, and I will see you there.